Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hello, America, and happy Thursday. Oh, what a week it's been. I'm exhausted. We still got another day to go. Who knows what shoes will drop, what news will break in the next few days. First, we've got a great show today and some really innovative ideas. I love people who are stepping up and creating solutions to all the problems we know. We're good at highlighting the problems now, right? We're getting the truth out. But the consequences, meaning being able to create consequences, create solutions, sometimes is troublesome or evasive, elusive, maybe is the right word. Elusive is the right word, I think, actually. Well, two of the folks I have on the show today are at the heart of trying to create problem solving. One of them is a brand new member of Congress from Arizona, Congressman Eli Crane, a former Navy SEAL, five times deployed to war zones in defense of his great country. He has been here only a few short months, but to say that he's not getting in the middle of solutions is an understatement. He's got things even down to helping some folks in the community that ran out of room in their cemetery, give them a little more federal land so that the cemetery can grow and continue to serve its community for years to come. Eli Crane, using the power of government to try to make a difference, to try to solve things, a big voice on the immigration law that passed the House, and then also a very important voice in pushing back against some false stories that the VA and the Biden administration was doing, scaring veterans into thinking that their veteran benefits were going to be cut by the Republicans, which is, by the way, not even remotely true. So Eli Crane, he's going to top off the show with us today. We're going to have a good conversation. We're going to hit Homeland Security, the border, the new immigration law, the dishonesty of the VA scare tactics that were recently done, and, of course, even some fun stuff in the home state of Arizona that reminds us you can make a difference every day in public service if you're focused on your constituents and not on your own wallet. Maybe the Bidens might want to think about that as a motto. Could change the arc of their political career at this low point in the Biden presidency. In the second half of the show, we're going to introduce you to the brand new Texas Land Commissioner. She has been doing some really innovative things, whether it's fighting 
wildfires through prevention, clearing brush before they become a fire hazard, or declaring some islands in the Rio Grande River as Texas land so that law enforcement could access them because you know what was going on in those little islands? They were staging illegal immigrants and the cops couldn't get there. Now that is gone. Well, you're going to hear directly from Dr. Dawn Buckingham, the brand new Texas land commissioner. She is an innovator in the state of Texas, and she has some really interesting stories to tell. Now, yesterday at the top of the show, we broke the story of the FBI document, the FD-1023, which is a informant document from June of 2020, in which an informant told the FBI that he was aware of very specific details about a pay-to-play scheme involving Ukraine, Joe Biden. And of course, James Comer subpoenaed it yesterday. He's going to try to force the FBI to turn it over. Both he and Chuck Grassley and many other lawmakers say they're very worried about the fact that DOJ may have turned a blind eye to this and other allegations involving the Biden family. And as a result, we have some pretty new information. Now, things I've been able to confirm, this document was written on or about June 2020, so five months from the election, right in the middle of the election season. There is an allegation it wasn't pursued by whistleblowers. It was written by an agent who had processed information from a confidential human source, a registered informant is what we would call them in layman's terms. That's what we know. And that the pay-to-play scream, which, uh, which James Comer, who we have on the show often called bribery, an allegation of bribery, uh, it involves the country of Ukraine. That's what we know. Now the question is, will the FBI turn it over? We'll find out, right? Last night, Amanda and I were able to get a few minutes, just a few minutes with Congressman Scott Perry, who reacted to this. He has been one of the most important voices on the Hunter Biden investigation. He also played a very important role in making sure that Kevin McCarthy became the next speaker after creating some concessions that benefited not only the Republicans in Congress, but the American public. I wanted to just play that little short interview rather than do a monologue or fly over the news. I thought the things that Congressman Scott Perry said last night speak volumes to what is at stake, not only in this revelation, but in the larger investigations, the tax investigation investigation of the FBI, the IRS whistleblower, the FBI whistleblowers that preceded him. Uh, A really powerful conversation with Congressman Scott Perry. Let's listen to that before we go to commercial break. Congressman, great to have you. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us. Well, it's great to be with you, John. And, you know, we keep talking about this and I keep saying, you know, where there's smoke, there's obviously some fire. And there seems to be I keep on saying there's a lot of smoke, but every day, It's even more. And of course, this revelation, you know, we've been going through the suspicious activity reports. Uh, We've been looking at uh, the the news reporting. And as you know, I sent a letter um, because I have concerns and many people have concerns that the the FBI and the IRS is only looking at recent activity. Meanwhile, we know for sure, because Hunter Biden said so uh, in his laptop and so does his associates, that he essentially evaded paying taxes on hundreds of thousands of dollars. John and Amanda, you try that at home and you're probably going to jail. Um, so we want to make sure that, uh, th- that the law is being meted out even handedly. But of course, these revelations about an, uh, you know, an FBI whistleblower lead to a couple of things, which not the least of which is, was Joe Biden involved in some influence peddling thing or is, it, you know, is this racketeering at the, at the grander scale? Uh, and what has the FBI done about this? Is this a case that's already been closed because it's investigated or has it been swept under the rug? And if that's the case, who's making those decisions? And can we trust the FBI to actually seek justice fairly for all Americans or is it justice for some and then other folks get a pass? That's what we need to know. Important questions. Amanda, go ahead. 
Yes, sir. Um, you know, there are so many tentacles of these investigations or, or the oversight, I guess should, I should say, looking into the Bidens. And if you watch mainstream media or you talk to Democrats, they would love to say this. You know, it's 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 the president's son. It has nothing to do with the president. But as we are learning from this possible 1023 within the the walls of the FBI, it could possibly involve President Biden. What do you expect to hear from the White House? Because we, we learned about the possible indictment this morning and this 1023 this morning. And I haven't heard anything from the White House, but you're there on the ground. You're on Capitol Hill. Um, what do you expect to hear from from President Biden, if anything? Well, what I would hope to hear is, is that, look, they're going to cooperate fully and they're going to urge the FBI to make sure that the documents are released to the House because if you haven't done anything wrong, you certainly want that information to be out there to prove that you haven't done anything wrong. Uh, this is a very significant allegation the American people need to know. Um, but what I suspect is, is that the FBI is going to stonewall and not want to provide this information. Um, and, and, and look, um, we've been we, we, we keep on finding new things. We thought it was about Hunter Biden. Uh, until we found out there were a total of nine Biden so far in, involved in these suspicious activity reports. And, and and to be clear, the bank did mention one Biden, but without a first name. So we don't know if there's a 10th Biden involved and if that's Joe or if that's one of the other Bidens. But here's what we also obviously know. Somehow this family is receiving a lot of money from foreign governments and foreign entities in foreign countries. But we don't know what's being provided in return for that financing and and uh, and for those, uh, you know, those payments coming into the Biden family from everywhere, from Hunter Biden to Jim Biden to uh, to uh, the widow of Bo Biden, which I'm not sure how she's involved, but yet she's accepting payments from from companies or entities in foreign countries. So uh, that that's concerning. And I think we all want to understand what the breadth and depth of, of what this is. So so we just know this is not normal for normal people. Most people in America don't have these circumstances with literally dozens of shell companies and, and uh, millions upon millions of dollars flowing in and then not having that reported to the IRS. Yeah, such a great point, sir. I know you got about a minute left. I just want to ask this. You, we've got a former stenographer who said he witnessed some pay-to-play discussions with Joe Biden trying to help his son with natural gas business in Ukraine. There are emails where Hunter Biden takes credit for his father giving a speech on natural gas as the vice president, clearly benefiting his company, telling the company we we're, we made that happen. If Joe Biden was tailoring policy in any way to help his business interests, how serious a matter would that be for Congress, for impeachment, for the American public? It doesn't get much more serious than that, John. That is uh, that that is the you know, the, the top diplomat, the president of the United States doing the bidding of foreign countries or foreign entities uh, on the backs of American policy and American taxpayers and our sovereignty. It is as serious as it gets. Congressman, we are Sir, so grateful we... for you to join us. I know you got to run. Thank you for this very important update. We're going to be watching closely over the next few days. A lot of history unfolding. Thank you so much, John and Amanda. Sure appreciate being with you. God bless you. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, when we come back from commercial break, another member of Congress, he's new, but he's left a big impact already. Freshman Congressman Eli Crane from the great state of Arizona is going to join us in just a few seconds. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating 
your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C forward slash Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Our next guest has made a huge impact in a very short time in Washington. The name of Eli Crane, Congressman Eli Crane, is on a lot of people's mind because he's constantly at motion. I've never seen a freshman lawmaker jump in and make so much change so quickly. And he, he's uh, trusted on so many issues and also been a very effective messenger in countering some of the Biden administration's worst mistruths. Joining us right now from the great state of Arizona, Congressman Eli Crane. Congressman, great to have you back on the show, sir. Thank you, John, for having me. I appreciate it. We used to have people like you in the news media that would call out, you know, the, a White House when they weren't telling the truth. Today, the news media doesn't do it. But you, from your perch in Congress, you've done such a great job of literally calling out and giving people the facts to debunk a lot of the things that the Biden White House and President Biden himself has done. And this past week, there was a whopper, this whole idea that somehow the Republicans were defunding the VA and veterans benefits. Not even remotely true, but they got away saying it for a while until you got a hold of them. Tell us a little bit what's going on there. Yeah, thanks, Sean, for bringing this up. And I definitely wasn't the only one that called out the nonsense uh, some of my other colleagues, like Anna Paulina Luna and sure. others, did a great job of jumping on this. Um, but basically, they were trying to say that we were going to cut, you know, 22 percent of the veteran bu- budget, all sorts of uh, all sorts of jobs, and then all sorts of uh, visits for veterans. 
um, because we get we you know we capped discretionary spending um, at, at you know prior years levels and you know if you went through that 320 plus page bill John what you would see is the, the veteran the word veteran or veteran benefits was never even mentioned in there I know and what we're trying to do obviously John is we're trying to pump the brakes on the out of control federal spending that the American people have mandated that we do they know they can't live their lives like that they know that they can't continue to cash checks that they don't have they couldn't run their personal finances this way they can't run their businesses this way and they don't appreciate the fact that there's a completely different standard in Washington. And so that is what some of us are trying to do. And if you go back, John, and you look at what a lot of those spending cuts were, and many of them came from the House Freedom Caucus, of which I am a part of, I can tell you that that the veteran and veteran benefits in the hours and hours on the phone and in personal meetings that I sat through as, as we hatched this out, that never one time came up, John. Unreal. We were going after the IRS agents, you know, the money for the new IRS agents, the Inflation Reduction Act, the Green New Deal light. We were going after that money. Yeah. We were going after COVID money that was still, you know, still out there. We were going after, um, you know, the, uh, the, the college bailout you know, um, money that was out there. Those are the types of things that we we're going after. And the worst thing about it was, John, is that the vet, the VA itself, which is not a political organization, put this out to all of all of their veteran contacts. And so veterans were freaking out. Yes. And it's just so sad, John. I mean, do you expect that from maybe the Biden White House or maybe some political talking heads in the media? But for the VA itself, to put that out there, knowing that that had nothing to do with the cuts that we were, you know, making it, you know, it just shows that we have, we have really sunk to a completely, completely new level of low in this town and in politics. If there were ever a community or constituency in America that deserved the truth, and I believe we all deserve the truth, but those brave men and women who have given their all, they've gone there and served our country, kept us safe day and night kept our freedom so that we can have politics and disagree and create policies. Veterans are the community. We should never even think of trying to pull the wall over their eyes. You served what, five tours, right, as a Navy SEAL. So you, you did a lot of yep. frontline combat. It's kind of offensive to think that for a political point that we would lie to generations of veterans who've tried to keep this country safe. Is there not any mores anymore, any respect left for, for the great fighting men and women of our country? No, John. And, and if you if you unpack that a little bit more, the fact of the matter is all of these, quote, unquote, minority groups and veterans are definitely a big one that they like to use, whether you're talking about black Americans, Mexican Americans, you know, you name it. They they see all of these minority groups as pawns, that political pawns that they can move around the board. And it's the oldest warfare trick in the book, John, divide and conquer. And that's what these people are constantly trying to do to us. You know, it goes right back to some of the cultural Marxist roots um, that they are so, so effectively employing right now. And it's it, it's one of the reasons we have to push back, not only legislatively, but from a PR standpoint as well, because a lot of a lot of the legislation that comes out of that body, John, as you know, often starts 
in the media. It starts in PR campaigns, and they're very good at their PR campaign. I mean, I'm looking at a headline right now, Kareem Jean-Pierre ridiculed for fantasy world claiming illegal immigration is down more than 90%. These people will sit there and look at you and lie to your face. And if they say a lie long enough, they believe it becomes the truth. Yeah. I want to ask about consequences. You've given us the truth now, and that's one of the the pushback that you and at least Stefanik and others did really quickly. I think got veterans the facts, not the dishonest spin. But the VA literally used taxpayers' dollars to create a false reality to score a political point heading into yet another election. Is there a remedy? Is there a penalty? Is there a consequence in the old game of truth and consequence that the VA should face? Is it a budget cut? Is it something that you know maybe doesn't come out of the veterans, but comes out of the uh, the bureaucrats back hide to say, you do this again, it's going to keep coming with penalties? Yeah. You know, John, I'd be lying to you if I told you there was uh, a plan that I'm aware of, of really, uh, you know, nailing some consequences um, to the VA for this decision. Um, And I got to be honest, John, sometimes with everything that everything that we're facing nationally and also locally in our districts, um, it does get overwhelming at times as a representative. Sometimes it plays like you're playing, feels like you're playing whack-a-ball. Yeah. All day long. We're playing defense because we're playing defense and we're trying to defend our constitution, our bill of rights, our freedom, our opportunity, our prosperity. And it seems like the other side is constantly trying to destroy it. And therefore we're constantly on the defensive um, side of this thing. And it, it does, you know, get overwhelming at times, but um, you know, if, 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 if we find one, if we find one, John, I know that I'll be on the side of, um, hey, let's do everything we can to make sure that uh, this doesn't happen again. Yeah. I'm not sure that all of my colleagues will feel the same way as they tend to oftentimes, um, you know, be country club gentlemen right. and gentlewomen. Yeah. But, um, you know, I know where I'll be on that one. Yeah. Well, Rep. Andy Harris said something that caught my attention. I think a lot of people probably nodded this. They must have too much money in the communications department of the VA if they're spending it on political lies. And I think that sums it up pretty well. It'll be interesting to see if there's some penalty that can be exacted without hurting veterans. Obviously, we want to always have our veterans back. Another thing that you have been so on the front lines of it, really getting Americans to understand. And, it, you know, the White House every day has these laughable statements that everything is hunky dory at the border. We're sending 1500 people, but it's not really because there's a crisis. There is the most catastrophic border crisis in American history, and it's going to get four, five, six times worse now with Title 42 being lifting. It seems to me that for a while, maybe the the media and the White House were able to kind of pin down Americans and not get a glimpse of it. It seems like now anyone who knows anything in this country, anyone who's lived in a community where someone died from fentanyl or where an illegal alien crashed or killed someone or murdered someone, uh, they know that we have a crisis there. Are Democrats for the first time on defense on the border? I think they're absolutely on defense on the border. I think that's why you see these just bold-faced lies coming from the White House. Um, saying that, you know, immigration is down more than 90 percent. And it's interesting, John, because I sit on the uh, Homeland Security Committee, as you know. And so I'll listen to my Democratic colleagues try and gaslight in in these committees all the time, trying to point towards, hey, hey, the points of entry. That's where they really want to focus their attention as the gauge for whether they're being successful or not. Well, as you know, John, there's only a few point of entries relatively on thousands of miles of uh, southern border and, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, if you talk to Border Patrol agents who work that job, John, you know, a lot of the 
human trafficking that comes through there. The folks on the terrorist watch list um, and a lot of the drugs come not through the port of entries, but through the gaps and where there are no walls or barriers or where they don't have enough border patrol agents to actually, uh, you know, encounter groups that they see coming, you know, across across the border. And a lot of those border patrol agents have been pulled off off the line watching and yeah. they're at some of these facilities, these tent facilities that cost the American taxpayer $200 million a year to house, you know, these illegals coming through the Southern border where they're, you know, where they're getting food, medical treatment processed in. And, you know, so it's hard when, when these folks want to ask us, Oh, the problem is more money. We need more money. We need more money. You know, if you talk to border patrol agents, John, they'll tell you it's really not a money issue. It's, you know, it's a policy issue. It's that we we need to let them do their jobs. And that's clearly not going on. And it is, you know, it's pretty alarming to see that Title 42 is getting ready to, um, you know, expire. And, uh, you know, there's a part of me, there's a part of me that hopes that the American people really start paying attention and watching how this unfolds and, and the multiple of people that coming through are coming through on the southern border. And I hope that they tune into other news networks as well, like your own and net networks and outlets that will actually report the truth and haven't be, haven't gotten so milk toast that they, they don't want to show the American people what's really going on. No, we have an we have a moral obligation to tell people the truth and to show them the truth because, like as we saw with this heinous killing of the Texas family by a five-time deported illegal alien, the consequences are real. They're devastating. The number of tens of thousands of deaths in fentanyl. Two numbers that jump out at me, and one, of course, is the number of terrorists that suddenly have been apprehended and raises the question: How many haven't been that got through? And then the gotaways, the 1.4 million gotaways, is historic by any measurement of American history. We just don't know what's in those gotaways. And it seems like there's a crisis that's already been set in motion that we're going to learn about one day from one of those gotaways. Is there anything you see in the next few weeks, next few months that can happen to start to slow the flow, even with Title 42, obviously putting more pressure on the system? Well, I know that uh, next week we're looking at bringing uh, the, the it, there's a possibility, I should say, of us bringing the border bill um, to the floor. And, you know, this, the border, border bill from Homeland Security, um, it provides the border patrol agents, the modern technology, it finishes the wall, mandates the hiring of 22,000 border patrol agents, even though that's not, as you know, with our legislative process, John, that's not a complete solution because then it will go to the Senate and also the president. It is, you know, it is a start and a beginning. And so I'm hoping that we can continue uh, to push legislation um, you know, that has the potential in the future to really deal with this, with this crisis. But until the Democrats and Joe Biden quit pointing toward, you know, I, I talk about these committee hearings that I'm in all the time. They still often, John, will point um, to investigations and oversight of domestic terrorism being the number one issue and, and, right. and crying, why aren't we, why aren't we looking at this? And the sad thing is, John, it's like when when America, the American citizens think about homeland security, you know, unless they're watching CNN and MSNBC 24 seven, you know, they really think about what you just mentioned. How many people are on that terror watch list being encountered at the southern border? How much fentanyl is coming through that southern border? 
you know, how, how have we lost a hundred thousand people, um, you know, annually at, you know, because of fentanyl, all of these, all of these things are what the American people are thinking of. And they're not thinking about, they're not worried about, um, you know, domestic terrorism that the Democrats, you know, keep crying about. And, And if you listen to them, John, the only domestic terrorism that they care about is if, if, if an individual is wearing a bag of hat and wearing, you know, or waving an American flag and getting, you know, uh, unruly or, you know, at, you know, at one of these, at one of these rallies, they could care less about Antifa or BLM. And you could, you know, I think those, that is definitely domestic terrorism, but it's, it's one that often we look the other way and we don't even look at when we're talking about real domestic terrorism. And it's, it's sad that, Law and order and justice has become um, not only polarized, but partisan in this uh, generation we live in. It is a head scratcher for sure. It really is amazing. National security used to be a bipartisan issue. We could disagree about approaches, but we always upheld the security of the country. And that seems not to be the case for nearly half the country. And it's sort of stunning because it wasn't that long ago. I remember being a reporter at the Washington Post and Barack Obama, not yet president, gave a speech in which he said, listen, if you leave your borders open, if you allow illegals to come in, if you let people jump the line to citizenship or lawful entry into this country, you have ruined the American experience. And that was a Democrat just 17, 18 years ago. And now you can't find a Democrat that will will speak out that way. It, it is really, really stunning right now. I want to finish with something because at the end of the day, all politics turns out to be local. At the end of the day, what the federal government does affects you at your dinner table, at your at your kitchen table, your water cooler, your boardroom. Uh, you're doing something pretty special for your home communities, Pinedale and Alpine, Arizona. Put some legislation in this week to transfer some federal lands to the local communities, give back to the communities. Tell us the impetus behind this and its impact to the great citizens of Arizona. Well, yeah, thank you, John. This isn't something that would normally make headlines, especially with every all the crazy stuff that we have going on. And it, this really isn't about headlines. This is about you know people uh, in some of the communities in the district that I represent actually being able to bury their loved ones, and uh, so they're running out of room um, to you know bury some of their loved ones in uh, in, a, in a cemetery up in my district. And so we're transferring. Um, some land from the U.S. Forest Service to Navajo and Apache counties. And, uh, you know, th- these are the type of things that, you know, we, uh, we, we get to work on regularly. I spent the week in the district, got to do that, and also got to go get eyes on that site and also got to get up and look at what the Forest Service was doing to mitigate some of the uh, yeah. forest fires that we deal with, you know, heavily here in Arizona and then some of the flooding that takes place after the fact because, you know, many of our forests haven't been um, taken care of and, you know, mitigation, proper mitigation hasn't been there for a long time. And a lot of that has to do with environmentalists um, and activists who don't want anybody, you know, uh, managing our forests uh, responsibly. And uh, it was good to get up into my district and, you know, see um, some really good, um, you know, mitigation efforts, um, you know, going on as they were thinning the forest and uh, cleaning out some of the underbrush. 
Uh, what a great idea. And we have the Texas Land Commissioner coming up in just a few minutes. And she's been making that a top priority in Texas. Texas become a model like Arizona, at least some parts of Arizona. Uh, and that is exciting. It, it, there's so many easy things, low-hanging fruit that our federal government often has dropped the ball on. But you you are helping to make sure it happens. Last thing, because it was the big news yesterday, it's still reverberating today. Just want to get your reaction to the revelation from Senator Grassley, from Chairman Comer, that there is an FBI whistleblower who says there's a document from an informant, a confidential informant, saying that Joe Biden was involved in a pay-to-play bribery scheme, most likely involving Ukraine. The idea that this might have been in the FBI's clutches in 2020, but we don't know anything about it, doesn't look like it was investigated. Your thoughts? Well, you know, I want to stay, you know, tempered and measured on this, John, because I think this is what many of us have, you know, suspected. And, you know, I I feel like many of us believe we've known for a long time. I hope this turns out to be the smoking gun that actually, um, you know, takes this crime family down. And that's what I believe that they they 100 percent are. But I'd also like to see some accountability for our DOJ that has been covering for this family, because, you know, I, I talked a second ago about, you know, how the American family is so sick and tired of the two standards, one standard of which they have to, um, you know, be responsible for their finances and the federal government gets to do the exact opposite. This is just another double standard where, you know, they, they know that they can't get away with this type of behavior. But if you're if your name is Biden or Clinton or Bush or you have the right connections, you know, you can basically, you know, do these types of things. You know, basically, you know, um, basically, you know, create profits off of, uh, you know, public service and, you know, politics and then, you know, lie, mislead, gaslight the American people. And so I'm really hoping that this goes somewhere, John, and you would probably know better than I what, what the chances are of this going somewhere. I don't ever want to get to the point where I lose hope. But yeah. after after a certain point, I can understand why the American people you know, many of them are, you know, they, they're saying to themselves, ah, oh, this probably won't go anywhere either. No, nothing, nothing has gone anywhere. Um, you know, we have, it, you can expose this stuff all day, but if the Department of Justice and, you know, uh, doesn't do its job and actually, yeah. you know, hold these folks accountable, then we can have congressional and oversight hearings all day long. And so I would love to see, I like to see the fact that there are men and women putting everything on the line, their careers on the line. Being whistleblowers, that takes a tremendous amount of courage. But I'm calling out the the men and women in the FBI, in the Department of Justice, that actually have the ability and the chance to restore some level of integrity to our Department of Justice and law and order and actually put these people away. Because if, you know, it's like I said, John, people out here in the streets, people out here in my district, they... They, they think it's all a big joke. That's they right. think it's a big joke. Yeah, no, it is. And I know truth is part of the process, but people want truth and consequences. And I think the consequences yes, will sir. be what people are looking for. And I think you, you summed that up brilliantly. Congressman, always an honor to have you on. It's been fun to watch you in action. You've really made this town a little more energetic, a little more accountable every, every moment you've been in it. And we are grateful for that, as we are also grateful for your incredible service to your country before you join Congress. So a big thank you and look forward to getting you back on real soon. Thanks, John. It's a team effort. We appreciate all the uh, exposure and news you're putting out there. I know I read it and I know a lot of other people do as well. So Uh, God bless you, man, and appreciate it. That means a lot, sir. Thank you so much and have a great weekend. Thank you so much. 
All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. We're going to go down to the land of Texas and talk a little bit about fire prevention and also some new tactics to combat illegal immigration. You're going to love to hear what they're doing down in Texas. Some great ideas. We'll have that after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We talk often about how important the security of U.S. land is. Also, many of the challenges that, particularly at the southern border, our precious land is undergoing with the illegal migration crisis that Joe Biden has given us. We're very lucky to be joined by the land commissioner for the great state of Texas, Dr. Dawn Buckingham. She's at ground zero of all of these very important debates. We're very lucky to have you here. Commissioner, welcome to the show. John, thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be with you and a big Texas howdy to all your listeners. We love Texas and we got a lot of listeners in Texas, so that's all the better. It's great. You are really doing a lot of innovative things to try to help ease the crisis at the border. And a lot of people don't realize that land is a key part of the strategy that we can we can control things. We can try to make things better, even if the federal government doesn't. Tell us a little bit about what's been going on with the island hotspots where migrants hide to evade arrest. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm going to do everything in my power to get complete operational control of the border, which we all know is the federal government's responsibility. But where they fail, we will continue to step up and defend Texans and the rest of the country. I was very glad to be instrumental in declaring 
some new islands. One of them was 45 acres as Texas property so that law enforcement could have access to them and take away one of the staging points that the immigrants have been using. And I tell you what, when you've got Democrat mayors in El Paso ready to declare a state of emergency, all of the immigrant housing and shelters being completely overrun. As we see Title 42 coming to a close, we've got tens of thousands of immigrants amassing on the other side of our border, just getting ready to come across. And this is overwhelming our communities and completely unacceptable. It is innovative what you've done. So there are these islands in the Rio Grande, right? And they're basically been considered just you know generic land. By exerting the Texas's control over them, you kind of took away one of the big staging areas where illegal migration and the cartels were working, right? That is exactly right. One of the things that the General Land Office does, besides funding veterans and our students and many other great things that we do, but we declare the center of a waterway. And, of course, everything north in the center of the waterway that is the Rio Grande is the state of Texas. And so we declared it. We're taking it. And we're going to clear that Carrizo cane off of it. Carrizo cane is an invasive species where literally someone can be standing five feet from you in that cane and you can't even you pick can't them up see on it. Right? And so we're taking away that staging spot. We're giving access to law enforcement um, and hopefully we'll help make improvements every way we can. Wow. That is amazing. It is what an innovative idea and something I know the, the law enforcement of great uh, the great state of Texas, but also the Border Patrol who are so worn down by this crisis. This has got to be a big win for them to be able to have some um, additional visibility into these staging areas that, that where all this illegal migration occurs. Now, I understand recently uh, that there is an investigation into an illegal migrant camp site. I think it was found about 30 miles north of the Mexico border, kind of a hot spot for human smugglers. Tell us a little bit about what you found there. I think it's in Hudspeth County, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, so so the General Land Office controls or owns hundreds of thousands of acres within, within close range of the border. And we were very surprised to find definite signs that we had a staging area. This area is north of Interstate 10, which is usually where the migrants take off and go east or west. But they were continuing north through very tough country. We have some concerns about some nationalities and some spying on that because there are some very sensitive things in that issue in that area. But I tell you what, we we found backpacks, we found empty water bottles, we found all kinds of clothing. It is very evident that there is a lot of traffic through there, even though it's a solid 20 miles north of the border and across a major interstate. Wow. And I know there's been a lot of concern about certain growths of uh, of foreign migrants who are coming in, China being the most concerning because uh, China, you can't leave China unless you get an exit visa, which means the Chinese government has sanctioned these people who are now coming over in much larger numbers. I think we heard three, four, five, six hundred uh, percent increases over the last few months. Um, do, do you have a sense of which countries migrants are creating a little bit of uh, uh, concern that maybe this is more than just regular you know, illegal migration? Well, I think you bring up a very good point. The immigrants we're seeing are from over 150 different countries. But you're right. You don't just get out of China just for fun. And the fact that they want those people coming across our border, um, quote, secretly, because they won't fly them in with the proper, right. through the proper channel, gives me great concern. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing how many different things are going on. We know that there are terrorists that are crossing the border, more than a hundred uh, in the last year. We know, obviously, many different countries now. Now there's also a world worry about espionage. Combine that with the balloon and other things, and, you, and get a sense of why people are so concerned. Um, there's another great effort that you and Texas and the legislature have taken on, and that's to make sure that important farmland and strategic lands in Texas can't be bought up by a foreign enemy or foreign adversary. Tell us why that's important and what things you've seen in other states that give you a little bit of heartburn. You know, I think if we learned anything during COVID, it was that we have to be resilient and independent in every way from our food, fuel, fiber, everything. And so when we are giving up the strategic ability to feed ourselves, um, we are really giving up something far greater than it appears on the surface. Same with oil and gas and energy independence. So, again, what, what we saw early on a few years ago, we actually had to pass a bill to be sure they couldn't tie into our grid, was a very high-ranking Chinese general bought a large piece of property adjacent to an Air Force base, built an airstrip big enough to land any aircraft manufactured, including the big military aircraft, manufactured and then put a wind farm on it and tried to plug into our grid where they would have some semblance of control over our grid. This is very, very concerning. Uh, you, you pair that in with the Chinese spy balloons we've been seeing recently with the increase of the Chinese that their country clearly wants them here and they don't want us to know who's really coming in. I think that all mounts up and we need to all unify and be sure that People who are enemy, people who that are spying on us, people who are taking a direct adversarial approach to us, their ownership of land needs to be stopped. Yeah, that is a big moment. And Texas is a leader on this. The strategies that you and the legislature and law enforcement have taken are really becoming models for other states now. But we're looking to say, hey, we've been asleep at this. we got to keep an eye on this. And I think the strategic way that you, the governor, the legislature have approached this, it becomes a model for many other states that probably didn't even know, hey, there are foreign adversaries that are trying to buy up land for nefarious reasons. I know we see a lot of wildfires across this country. This is wildfire awareness month. Texas is on the forefront of really innovative policies for protecting land, clearing brush, trying to lower the risk. But still, there's a lot of education needs to be done. What's an important message for every Texan, every American to learn during Wildfire Awareness Month? Well, you know, I, was, I used to be a volunteer firefighter. I go out into our areas. What I see is fuel on the ground that feeds the wildfire. Mm-hmm. And so realizing that you need a cleared space around your house, realizing that you don't want to let those grasses get high. You don't want to let those dead branches um, just lay around. You want to be sure that the exterior of your house is, you know, something that's not just going to light on fire from a stray ember that comes your way. And then really realizing that um, that extra brush is all fuel for a big fiber, a big fire, and we've, we've got to get rid of it. So there are a lot of things you can do, and, and that's one of the things that we do. In my Senate district, I had 20,000 square miles of the heart of Texas, right in the hill country, and we always had the most wildfires every year in my Senate district relative to every other part of the state. And so it's a really important job in our our Texas Department of Emergency Management. And of course, all of our local firefighters are really doing God's work taking care of people. 
Yeah. There's another thing that I love seeing. You have put in your office, has put enormous effort into preparedness and prevention thinking, which we're all so busy. Sometimes we don't take a second and say, hey, uh, you know, hurricane season comes, fire season comes. Maybe we should clear the brush. Maybe we should have a preparedness kit. Hurricanes obviously always seem to have a, a hankering for Texas. There's been some big ones. You are already on the front lines of making sure that families in Texas have a preparedness kit. A lot of people don't know what they need in a hurricane preparedness kit. You do. Because you've been doing a lot of advertising, a lot of preparation, training for great Texans. Tell us a little bit about that, why that's so important. Well, hurricane season starts June 1st. Wow. So it's be prepared or be square, but you're exactly right. People need to know what their evacuation routes are. They need to see if they're in flood-prone areas. Do they have flood insurance? Are they up-to-date? They have to think about if they had to leave quickly, how would they protect their home and what would they take with them? And you need to think about your pet. That's a lot of things people don't necessarily plan for. That's a great point. Um, big problems. So we want to be sure that families, pets, friends, everybody gets out of the way of the big storms and the terrible floods and tornadoes that happen because we hope we don't have another storm, but we know we're going to have another one eventually. Well, it is fun. You have an amazing Twitter site. It is full of, I mean, even if you don't live in Texas, it's full of great information. Just smart thinking salutes to our great military and military caregivers. Folks, if you haven't checked out this Twitter site, it is amazing. The Texas General Land Office, it isn't just for Texans. That's what I'll say. A lot of great information and common sense for all of us. Commissioner, what a great honor to have you on the show today. We love what you're doing and keeping a close eye on it and uh, going to be sure to get you back on real soon. Well, thanks, John. God bless. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. All right, folks, so glad you can join us today. A big thank you to Congressman Crane and also to Texas Land Commissioner Dr. Dawn Buckingham, two innovators in the political office trying to make a difference with common sense, constituent-based ideas. Rather than put money in their wallet, they want to put opportunity into Americans' lives. And I think that you get a sense that there are a lot of people out there that are doing what it takes to try to make America better and to solve the many crises that we have, some of them created by the Biden administration. I also want to say a big thank you 
to Congressman Scott Perry, who jumped on on short notice with that breaking news. And I think his insights on the Biden investigation, what's at stake, what the questions are that need to be answered. Again, we're not convicting anyone yet. We're just trying to get the truth. And questions result in answers. Evidence results in a more clear picture for the American people to decide. Even if there wasn't criminality or ethical violations, is this the sort of conduct we want in a family that holds the White House in a man who is the most powerful man in the world as the U.S. American president. All right, that's what I have for you today. But before you go, a lot of people keep asking, John, I'm hearing about your book, Hidden Headlines. Yep, I heard you made your son's hamster famous. Yep, I did. Chunk the hamster is now Chunk, a newspaper publisher of the hamster headlines. And of course, the book is called Hidden Headlines. It's a story delightful for children with incredible pictures from our great friends at Brave Books. It tells us why free speech matters. Censorship and silencing people is not the American way. This book conveys it, but it does it in the most entertaining way with really fun, lovable animal characters like Seymour Clues, the detective dog, his sidekick, Mr. Mouse, Penelope P, the peacock, and of course, my son, his hamster, who he made famous several times in the TV show over the years, Chunk of the Hamster as a newspaper publisher, newspaper editor, the hamster headlines, and it's his headlines that can't get out to the world because someone has clogged the tubes in the hamster village, you know, those little tubes that hamsters go through. Well, that person was Carl the koala bear. Yes, he's modeled after Karl Marx. But the story is great. It's delightful. It's fun. It's visually unbelievable, thanks to the great artist at Brave Books. And this month, you can get it free. You heard me right. Yes, even in an inflated, failing economy right now, you can get something free, my book. All you got to do to get the book free, Hidden Headlines, share this story of free speech and celebrating American freedom, is sign up for the monthly book club at bravebooks.us. Bravebooks.us. Sign up there. Get this book. Give it for a child, a grandchild, a nephew or niece. It's a great gift. And if you give the gift of a subscription, they're going to get a good pro-America book every month for the immediate future. Brave Books are doing great stuff. Go to bravebooks.us. Go get Hidden Headlines. You can buy the book a la carte if you want, or you can get it free if you sign up your child, your loved one for the monthly book club at Brave Books. So bravebook.us, bravebooks.us. Go there today and support a great children's publisher that believes in pro-America, pro-God messaging in an era of a lot of garbage in our libraries and a lot of garbage in our school system. This gives parents the ultimate alternative. And in my case, gives you a chance to talk to your children about free speech and why it's important, something they might not be hearing from their school educators, their principals, their influence peers on social media, but you can do it. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. Not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson. Or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS App Store or the Android Store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your 
investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with a lot more breaking news and some really fun guests. And all weekend long, we're going to have great guests. So stay tuned. We're going to enjoy that. All right. God bless. Good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.